0: All right. May it be your role out our I or God that a mishap not come about through us, and may we not stumble in a matter of Torah and cause our colleagues to rejoice over us. And may we not say, regarding something which is to man, that it should be on the sheep. No, no. Uh, that it is tahor, and not regarding something which is tahor, that it is to me. And may my colleagues not stumble in a matter of Torah and I rejoice over them. That a night wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding of God. Unveil our eyes that we may perceive wonders from your Torah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just finished doing Acts chapter 10, so I'm, I'm into the whole Cornelius thing, but you guys won't be doing that until next week, which is a great lesson. And this lesson was uh, fairly short because I didn't want to get halfway into Cornelius, and then cut you off, so it uh, should, be, should be pretty good there. So this is going to work. I mean, can you guys watch and see if those guys ask anything? Mm. So we're on Lesson 16, and I think Brock realized this week, he told me that uh, Shaul, or Saul's name, is the same Hebrew name as the first king of Israel, King Shaul, King Saul. Never realized that. Yeah, that's fun, uh,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> They're both for the tribe of Benjamin, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
0: didn't,
1: right.
2: didn't know that either. A
0: well-known name in their tribe Okay, so we're in uh, Acts chapter eight, picking up in verse four, and uh, I just thought it was uh, just kind of interesting about uh, people giving attention or paying attention uh, and being amazed or bewildered and so forth. What did you uh, What did you think of Simon and his uh, his whole deal? That
3: was
2: amazing
0: he was alive. It is amazing that he's. He was alive, yeah. Uh, you think after Ananias yeah. and Sapphira, <coughs>
3: boom! Well, well, there what was a,
0: that big sound? Well, Simon just hit the floor. Yeah. I mean,
2: isn't it in the Torah you, that you're supposed to put to death those who practice magic?
0: Well, now, was he practicing it without well, was sorcery? We left a soft chair for the older men. Thank you. <laughs> it's a long drive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, see, you. see you again. I mean, I don't know what the Hebrew word is they're using there for magic, yeah. but it seems like I mean they use the word magic, um, so it seems to me mar- miraculous that, made that he's true. able to do that yeah. kind of thing. I didn't,
0: I didn't pick up on the sorcery equals magic
2: deal. Okay,
0: I think sorcery, at least in my mind, you think tends, to, t- tends to lean towards the. A cult and stuff he like used that. He was doing more of the sleight of hand type thing. Yeah, You know, pick a card, five yeah. yeah. hey, you you know. Know, kind of spades. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> People were
4: amazed. I don't know. Their, their comment about him isn't it's that guy is really cool. Yeah. Their comment about him is They're this amazed. man is the power of God that is called great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, can we get that, the five of spades to come out? Well, I'm just saying that, like, I think that he, I don't know, I think that it doesn't seem to me that his magic is fake. But either way, I mean, cause that's one of the things you get in these in these accounts. He's not the only one. Later on, we get the uh, the account of the fortune-telling girl. Yeah. Um, I think there's another character that Paul and Barnabas run mm-hmm. into. Um, the the con- confrontation between the spiritual forces of darkness and the disciples is a theme you see from time to time throughout sure. these lessons. Sure.
0: Jerry, we've got this here so that you can watch. Since you're probably in the, uh, you and Caleb are the opportune positions if somebody chats something kind of let us know and you know we'll try and respond as if they're sitting here I'll try and make them feel more the bottom line yeah oh, okay uh-huh. so I was surprised that Simon got saved I, mean, yeah. I don't know but let's, let's just say for sake of argument that uh, Josiah is a professional thief
3: <laughs>
0: and get saved. What would you think of Josiah's opportunity to continue in his chosen profession?
2: Son to, to none. Some to
0: none. I mean, you would expect that he wouldn't continue along that line since it's inconsistent with the walk of anyone who's reading the word of God. So I was surprised. You know, do, do you think Simon? Continue to do magic.
2: I don't. I would say no.
0: I I got the. Jerry yeah, and did. I were the only ones on. There. I I kind of got the impression he was still in that mode. I don't. I don't know if it says it, but I got that impression. Yeah. And when he saw the Holy Spirit fall on these people at, at the laying on of hands, whoa, 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 now you should see me with a deck of cards. But if I could lay my hands on you, and all of a sudden, bam!
5: I I don't think he got saved. I don't know if that was the conclusion that he did. But I don't think he did. Well, there was something there that said something like that. Well, it says that he
1: no, had...
4: He I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no. <coughs> what, what's it, it say? What's the scripture,
1: the
4: scripture say? He, it says, Simon, even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. So he, he believed and got baptized. And then was discipled. I mean, he follows yeah. Philip around. At least for, for a couple up. of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, there's another key word here. Um... That and
5: think Brock can go first and
0: I'll jump in after that. Oh, I was just finished, you
5: okay? Mm, well, then it seem odd to you that I mean, I've seen several people in the church get up and beg their profession and get baptized, and then their walk doesn't lead it. So mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge them, but yeah, yeah, usually yeah. your walk is what kind of tells you whether you're free, been, no and mind. so I, I think he just went along with it because he saw the power that the that the uh that the uh that Philip had and wanted that power. I think later on we f- figure out about the power yeah. him wanting it and all that stuff. So I think it was just a, I think it was kind of a game that he just said, hey, I'll do whatever I take as long as I can have the same power as that guy's got.
0: Or or get caught up in the emotion of the moment. Exactly. And we've seen that yeah. in the past as well.
5: Rob?
2: Um, so when, when was the last time we saw something like this where there they they were kind of two powers kind of competing for attention? well I don't know if it was
0: the last time but what comes to mind reading the portions would certainly be the Egyptian magician right so their,
2: their reaction is and oh we can do it, we can do the same thing yeah. his giving him the benefit of the doubt for a second, his reaction was a little well, I need to learn more about this but it strikes me that he's a very charismatic type of person if he's drawing crowds and getting people to like believe in what he's doing yeah. so maybe he's, he's attracted to that same kind of thing in, yeah. in Philip in this case Okay. No, no. One, one, okay.
4: one—the one key word here that shows up, that I, or phrase, I guess, that shows up—that's rather intriguing, and I don't know—it could go either direction, whether or not he's actually saved or he's just hanging out with the group. He's a fake. Um, but he says that you are in the gall of bitterness. Well,
0: now you're talking about Peter's rebuke.
4: Yeah, in Peter's on, right? rebuke so, in verse
0: twenty-three. So my question in the in the in the text of the lesson was, do you think that that that
4: was legitimate? Well, so just. Thought on this phrase. So the gall of bitterness um, reminds me of the root of bitterness that we see in Hebrews, and is a, is coming from Deuteronomy. That particular character in Deuteronomy is the person who hears the commandments of God, and then says to himself in his heart, "Well, those bad things are going to happen to me. Right. I can do whatever I want. I'll get away with it. I'm special." And um, it singles that person <coughs> out because. The idea being that he's in the community, but he's like poison, because he's in the group, but his heart isn't in the group really. And, and so because and his of thoughts that, thoughts are not consistent right, with everybody else. But because he's in the group, he's dangerous to the group, um, and that's why Hebrews talks about this in particular. Right. Um, I think they compare it to Esau. Mm-hmm. But um, in this, so in this passage. I think you can argue either way. It could be that, I mean, they use, the fact that they use the gall of bitterness line to me might imply that that means he actually is part of the group, because that's where the verse comes from. Deuteronomy, God's talking about Israelites. He's not talking about the Gentiles around them. He's talking about somebody who's part of the family, mm-hmm. who's not acting like it. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, you could say that he's a fraud, and that's the same with the same reason. But the, yeah. the point is, either way, clearly, it seems like he's really missing the path here. And if we're talking about magic as being like his sin du jour, so to speak. Um, or at least it was in the beginning. Yeah, it was. It was one of the things he was doing that was definitely wrong. Right. Then this feels like... The reason why I think Peter is so tough on him is because this is going back to the same issue. Mm-hmm. He's showing off with magic. Right. It's, get, it's boosting his ego. At, and then this is his... He's trying to do it again, quote-unquote, the right way, but he's still it's still the same crew issues and that's what I think Peter's rebuking he's saying you're still acting like the old you good I like it
6: Tom exactly um what was I gonna say (laughs) take a time it starts out you know Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city so I think that shows that he's turned from that lifestyle but of course he was just in that lifestyle so I think he's tempted by powers and things yeah and like any new believer making stupid mistakes you know he hey i'll pay money for that you sure. know? he needs somebody around him that will guide him um and then but i also think um because he was involved in the dark side you know yeah, i think he recognizes the light you know he he recognizes no this is completely different and that's the real thing yeah um, which could
0: be why he got saved.
6: i think that's part of the reason why paul was so effective he was so passionate in a direction that was off line so when he found out where the line is he yeah. was extremely motivated and passionate and that in that direction that works. and he did ask for prayer and mm. and wanting to repent as soon as he's rebuked yeah
4: his, his ask that's for good. prayer reminds me of Pharaoh I remember that yeah. you know pray for me yeah, also for me. Yeah. Um, does anybody else notice the irony of Peter rebuking Simon or Simon
6: Peter rebuking <laughs> Simon that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of good um, oh, want deal there, with another Simon at the end of this. That's right. Is there, <laughs> is there anywhere in
0: the Word of God that you can recall where we are expected to know if someone's salvation experience is legitimate or genuine?
4: No.
3: It's
4: all based on what they're doing.
0: You can make assumptions based on, their do- on what they're doing. Oh, right.
4: But can you know that they are saved? No. No, No, but my point, though, is that, like, all your responsibility is to react to what they're doing. That is correct.
0: And
2: there we go. I think it's interesting, (laughs) not to jump forward, but it's interesting that we get an account of someone changing from one extreme to another, and then get another account of basically the same thing. And it's kind (laughs) of like a parallel, like, it's almost like the two accounts are separate, but it's that they're together for a reason. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Well,
7: that would then lean on the side of that it was a legitimate conversion, I guess. Right, right. Know. Yeah. If, if they were meant to be paralleled that way. Because right, yeah. that's true, proximity, it's uh, maybe not a coincidence.
0: Yeah, and there is no word for coincidence. Um, anybody piping in with anything there? No. I, don't, I think TJ's just listening. He doesn't even know how to get into the, <laughs> the thing to, to text for this or something there. Okay. Um, so how many of you read for the first time that, that philip actually had this transporting experience and uh, i've never really seen it before. I didn't see had, that really before. I had not seen that before oh. had you first is that right oh, yeah. that's, that's one of my favorite before. parts of the story yeah <coughs> beat me up scott yeah so let's let's you know just review to make sure <laughs> you know you get words. it um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> philip is told to go down um to to this uh road and i don't know how long he stood there looking like he's waiting for a bus but along comes a chariot, and he walks alongside the chariot,
2: and here's the guy reading from Isaiah. And, yeah. So, I want. I got you next. What are the logistics of this? Like, because I don't read out loud, and this guy's is Ethiopian. Is he reading aloud in Hebrew? Is he reading aloud in his native language? Was he. If
0: his native language was some form was of Egyptian, um, I think it would be sorry, sorry. Like, was hard he, to believe. However,. There was a large believing community down there hmm. in Egypt. That's where the Master went, hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. And
4: it's it's the folks down there that wanted the Scriptures in Greek. But but legend has it it goes even further back. He's an Ethiopian. <coughs> the reason why there are Ethiopian Jews in Israel today <laughs> the queen. Um, is is. According to legend, because the Queen of Sheba from Ethiopia comes and visits Solomon. Whoa, look at Really long time ago. Yeshua actually highlights her as being an example of faith. She goes back and traditionally she brings Judaism with her. The Ethiopian faith, the Jewish Ethiopian faith, is so ancient that Orthodox Judaism, I believe, ultimately recognized them as legitimate Jews. It's not they, this is not a it's not a conversion from, you know, fifty years ago. This is Long something thing. that's so old that they're, they're legitimately part of the Jewish faith. This isn't where the Yemenite stuff comes from, is it? Uh, I don't believe so, no. The Ethiopians are their own little special group. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's one of the... It's really funny. Like, you're walking around Israel and you'll see an IDF soldier and he's as African black as you could possibly be. Yeah. But he's an Ethiopian Jew. He's a Jew. Hmm. So, back to the language. If I had
0: to guess, I'd say Greek. But, Doesn't matter. Whatever language it was, Philip understood. It. Now, j- having just gone through Acts chapter two, who knows <laughs> what went on there? But it doesn't—it doesn't implicate yeah. uh, or uh, intimate anything like that. Um, but so he's walking along, hears him in, in Isaiah, and I don't know if the horse stumbled or whatnot, but he's got enough time to say through the window, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And you know it's, how, "How could I possibly understand this unless somebody explains it to me?" He gets up in the chariot with the guy. And starts to tell Translate. him about Yeshua, and either translates or communicates yeah. the message of salvation. You know, here's water, which to me was the most shocking thing. Maybe you guys didn't see it. Maybe you guys don't go this way. I was just surprised that he wanted to understand what he was reading. Well, that's cool. And if God prepares a heart, that's I mean, praise God that you or I would be there to be the the, the glove the Master wears that day. Um, But I can tell you that I have shared my faith many times. I assume that many of you have as well. But I don't think I've ever really been concerned about the baptism part. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, there you go, brother. Let's pray together and you can receive your salvation. And we pray and you know, and he's thrilled and we go on our way and I, I finish my pickle and you know our sandwiches are done and off I go back to work and he goes back off to work and hopefully we'll follow up with some discipleship and he'll come to church or whatever the case might be in the past or uh, come to prayer services. But repent and be baptized is not a phrase that's used only once. It is consistent. And as we're reading through Acts, as the word is spreading, it is almost an expected mandate. How would this Ethiopian have known he needed to be baptized? Must have heard about it. Where would he have heard about it? In Jerusalem. Jerusalem? I don't think so.
6: Okay. Was well, he thinking, if I'm about to transform my belief system, I need to have a mikvah? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe he needs to be cleansed. Been,
4: told
6: them. I think Philip told him. Yeah, Because I think
0: if you look back at all of the, of the explanations of the gospel message we've read so far since Acts chapter 2, they always kick in with that. So repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. That you might have life, or whatever it may be, whatever phrase they're using, this is not the first time.
4: I don't think the Ethiopian as well here is... Um, is a pagan who's coming to the light. This guy is coming from Jerusalem. No, there's no. Ethiopia question. is not a short distance from Jerusalem. Yeah. No, it, so it talks about it. So it's I mean, right next door pretty here. obvious. He's reading Isaiah. It's pretty obvious to me he's come either for a holiday I or think he's he's come making for the making An offering yeah, of some sort. Sure. And it so a, this is a additional point.
1: It says he had come to Jerusalem to worship. To worship. So, yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. so this guy's gotta be Jewish. Right. For, Practicing right. Judaism. Why would he right. be carrying around a scroll with him in exactly. the first place? Exactly. He was so we're the he, Queen's treasure. Yeah. So, again, back me, right?
0: So, yeah. bottom line, where would he have gotten the concept that he needs to be baptized? I submit to you, just as a change in your Holocaust, that when we share the gospel message, if, if we're doing that, we ought to include
5: that invitation to go through the waters. Mm. Okay. So, so you to gotta ready. explain that one to me because I always thought the I thought in Judaism that was the whole idea you took a mikveh to basically renew yourself or cleanse yourself. Absolutely. So he understands that. So yes. why would he not have any why would he not make a connection there?
0: I, I just I'm i I'm surprised only because of the number of times we've heard the gospel presented so far, and each time we have this baptism mentioned as part of repentance. Um, so maybe it's just the way it is in the Greek, which we now you and I are reading in English. Repent and get in the mikvah. I don't know, okay. but I don't think
5: it's. I don't think it's normal. I kind of thought it was more of a combination. So he's got an understanding, and then when Philip talked to him and discussed it with him, he's like, okay. I need to renew myself again. I need to repent. Jerry, you again. could be right. I'm, I'm making a supposition,
0: but I would ask you this: even as you talk to your concert B'fly Jews today, let's say they're nominal or they're highly religious, how often do they go through the mikvah? Without, you know, this guy's got a temple, but as as Joshua said, he's a long <coughs> ways away from the temple. The folks that are in Galilee, maybe going through a mikvah, the ladies probably more than the men. You know, um, a significant repentive action, sure would demand a mikvah, even in Judaism no question about it, I mean that's where it came from, but I just found it curious that he's looking, it's almost like he's looking for water, it's almost like they're driving down a desert highway and he hears so you need to repent and be baptized And he looks out the window and says, Well, here's water. What's stopping me from being baptized? Stop the chariot. Let's do it. I I think it's like that. So I got the impression from the text. He heard it from Philip. God miraculously provides water just at the right time. Provided the guy, provided the water, you know. And then up out of the water he comes and. It's interesting, it's not like your Christian baptisms mm-hmm. where the pastor's going to grab you with a rag and cover your nose and dunk you, <laughs> right? It's your normal Judaic baptism, I got gotcha, you, where you get under, somebody is normally watching to make sure you went completely under, a witness, and when you come up out of the water, you are, quote-unquote, born again. You starting afresh. certainly if you're Gentile. Um, so here we see the same thing happens. He put himself under... When he came up out of the water, Philip's already gone. That's why I gave you the map, so you could see he <laughs> it's not like Elijah girding up his loins, you know, strapping on a real tight belt, and you know, beating the thoroughbreds to the beach. This this was a ways. So I had a couple hands. Somebody? Yes. Behind you. You got me. Mike, did you had something before? Did I cover it? You must have.
2: You completely forgot. Yes, that'll work. Yes.
3: You got. You
2: got my comment. I was going to say that it was amazing that there was water there in the first place. There you go. Okay. You know,
0: and it it just makes you wonder.
1: I think that water still? Hmm. That'd be interesting. I was just, just going to point out that another. it doesn't it doesn't
7: say anything about repentance. What does this passage that he needed to repent before being baptized? Well, it doesn't say that he needed to be baptized either.
0: I know, but that's... My point is, jumped it's consistent on, with the message that's been given, and it's the, consistent with the message that Philip previously just gave. Well,
7: what's interesting, because you know, in, in Judaism, you've got like, like the, the time that we went to a mikvah, there, there's like a bunch of reasons why you would do a mikveh, right? And one of them would be repentance. Sure. But there's... Th- this. What I, what I found curious about this was the fact that repentance wasn't necessarily mentioned, but baptism still was, or this, this idea of a mikvah, which is kind of cool because I think him learning a new aspect of the faith about Yeshua and about the fact that Isaiah speaking of him, then his first thought being, "Well, I would like to," like well, I, that, it seemed odd to me too that yeah. it would be his first yeah. thought. But it wouldn't if you think about the other reason for a mikvah is exactly what we were saying, where there's sure. some, some sort of change in status, sure. um, and in talking about Yeshua, I'm sure it could have come up that that was part of Yeshua's teaching, was that like, you know, you can't be of the kingdom unless you're born of you know, the water and of the spirit. Something He may have quoted something from Yeshua. Um, he might have. But, anyway, I, I did think that was curious, that repentance isn't necessarily, like, repent from what? I mean, this guy, he, he went to Jerusalem to worship, for, for all intents and purposes, he's a, he's a fine guy. Well, like, so he's, he really well, needed, he's a devout man, but Right. I mean, to my point, Acts chapter 2, he's got 3,000
0: Orthodox believing devout Jews. And he ends that with repent and be baptized. The chapter later, same message to the same type of people. 4,000, you need to repent and be baptized. Philip says the same thing later on. They keep mentioning it every single time. Yeah. So I'm inferring that he gave the same spiel and ended with the same call. And that's what caused the eunuch to say, well, wait a second. There's water right here. Do I have to wait until I get to Egypt? I mean can I, you know,
7: can we what's what's stopping
0: it? Anyway
7: do you, think, either way. do you think there's kind of a difference between like a generic repentance and a repentance that we see in Torah where it's like a verbal confession? Because you're right, they do just generically say repent and be baptized, but like what would you I don't I don't think there I don't think there are
0: different types of repentance. I think repentance is the act of recognizing that you have been going in the wrong direction, that you have not been following the Torah, that you have violated God's
7: word, that you need to repent. I thought you were just saying though that was said to a bunch of devout people.
4: Absolutely. Well so then what that That, would be Most of Yeshua's message of repentance was to devout Pharisees. He was highlighting specific
0: things though. For the Pharisees, yes. But his message clearly was, along with every one of the other prophets, to Israelites only. Repent.
4: So I think and in the God. case of like <laughs> Acts chapter 2 and then also possibly with this guy, there's always something to repent from. Yeah, one would but, but on top of that, um, I don't know, I, maybe there's also a connection to a um, the adoption of of this different sect uh, of some sort because Yeshua institutes this as part of like the the onboarding process for I, these I, people. I, but, you um, know, he says, go out I, and would, preach would, and baptize them in, in this state. I would disagree thing. and say that John actually started. Oh, no, no, no. I understand that John, John does it a lot. I'm saying that Yeshua takes what John did as, as a course of action, a normal course of action, and specifically applies it to himself. He says, Baptize in my name, okay. so which John was not doing. So, my only point is he, this may <coughs> or may not have anything to do with repentance. It may be a specific mile marking point saying, I'm now part of this group, and this is what this group does. Could be.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just going to expand on the, the, the message. I don't think it's not always you know, repent and be baptized, but, but there's always the reason mm-hmm. for the repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Sure, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. Why do I need to repent? Why right. do I need to, to change my ways? It's because you're, you're, you're not going down the right path to get to the world to come. Right. Right. That that helps
7: me a lot yeah. actually because I, I tried applying this to nowadays. You know, I'm I'm going to Israel tomorrow. I run into like a you know Orthodox Jew at the wall, like repent and be, you know what I mean? Like it, the first question I would think is like, what am I repenting of? What do you mean? Well, like I, 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 I do think that between Stephen and
0: and Peter and Philip and any of these others, repent and be baptized was the very last thing they never opened with.
2: So, a comment. Comment. TJ says, uh, jumping ahead, Saul did the same thing in uh, Acts 9, 17 through 18. Once being presented with what, what the Master said, there is no action to go along with it. So Yeah,
0: well, that's where Scott's coming from. Right, exactly. Yeah, I agree. And sure, that's exactly what, what Paul did. But that just goes to my point, that everybody who hears about Yeshua, and probably to your point, probably not just because we do this when we repent at in Judaism, but also to identify with the risen savior. I'm liking that I'm seeing a a combo here and I could work with that. But again, back to you and I, I just would never even occur to me, would never even occur to me to encourage it, to dissuade it, to what I just made this out of my, my comfort zone, you know, Hey, but if, we were Wait, past,
5: yeah. but if we were pastors, we'd do it. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's going help draw more people, right? Well, yeah, but my point is, yeah. he—I uh, kind of look at this as him being—he uh, doesn't have anything. Up. Well, he doesn't have—he's he not doing anything he's else. He's out <laughs> shepherding, right? Okay, so okay. you so, so, and I are working, yeah, we growing families, and and trying to evangelize. against yeah. Yeah. that's what you want to call it, but. If we were well, pastors and, and that was our goal. Yeah, that was our, yeah, you know. I, I hear you.
0: I'm just I'm just wondering though that you know, for you and I. Yeah. Right, would it not be consistent with the text we're learning from yep. for you and I when we share the faith and somebody genuinely repents, to then say, Well, you know what? Every time this came up in the in the apostolic writings, it was drawn drawing back to the repentance and the act of uh going through the mikvah after that and certainly the master kind of tied that into being baptized into his name so maybe we ought to go to the lake are you free later today or are you free this weekend And, and I, I, actually, I think
5: that would be cool i actually like that because you know in the church it's always it's just a symbolic thing you know yeah and now, after reading this and going through this, I think it's a little bit more than a symbolic thing. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yes. Well,
2: and I think it's important that we specifically tie it to the concept of a mikvah, yes. because that's what it is. That's right. But in the church, there's there's no real like yes, you're a new person, but it's not tied to the tradition of what a mikvah is—the cleansing True. and you know the shedding of what of, <coughs> we were before you enter the mikvah, yeah. and now you're exiting the mikvah, now you're a new person. As a, as a new. Creation. And I think when we bring that up. You know, if we are having that conversation, we're, we're t- describing it, we would describe a mikvah and what it means and what it is. That's right. Yeah, I would
0: be going to a church to visit a baptismal pool. Right. I'd be looking for some living water and so forth. Thanks. I got you right after uh,
6: Also, Tom. seeing it as a mikvah, you can do it again and again. That's right. Um, That's right. When we repent, we go through the waters and, and come out. My, that wife, was the, that was, my yeah. wife had this... Feeling that she should be baptized again, even though she had done it when she was younger. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it with you because I was baptized with a sprinkling when I was 12 or something. Yeah. So, if we so the church we were at, we did uh, get baptized together, and God met us. It was like an amazing experience. I was right, feeling like an extra dose of His presence for like 24 hours, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it was I know really what amazing.
0: You know, is it a uh, what's not charismatic? What's the other?
6: Numismatic? Um, Protestant? No, yeah. <laughs> I mean not Protestant, but uh, Pentecostal. 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 Numismatic. Protestant. It has to do with with uh, yeah, air pressure. Well, that was kind of what I was going to
7: say. In, in the church, you know, it's like pray, pray the prayer, and then be baptized. Yeah. They pray all the time after that moment, but why? I don't know why the baptizing was never an ongoing thing like yeah. it is in Judaism. That's the one thing that I love about Judaism is that it's not just a one-time thing, yeah. right? So that means every time you do a mikvah for a variety of other reasons later, it's continuing to bring you back to that that other place that, yeah, uh, when you is. had a different experience.
0: You know, in, in Christianity, the baptism is <laughs> a point in time representing salvation. And if your theology is that salvation is a single one-time event... And now we're working on sanctification, which I personally believe. Well, then there'd be no reason for
7: you ever to go back into the water. But it would be no reason for you to pray either. Well, that, yet, that they, they encourage. Right. Not that, not pray. that prayer. Right? But the prayer is a prayer of repentance. And they do encourage that ongoing. You're right. So, so I'm not saying it's consistent. I, I, know, I, I don't, don't agree with it. Obviously, I'm sitting in this room, not the other. Yeah, others.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> So for for those that are listening later on and may not be familiar, um, just shout out a couple of reasons, You know, kind of one at a time, of... Why, traditionally, according to the scripture and tradition, would a person go into the mikvah? What's one reason? Nida. Nida. Okay, thanks for that help. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the devil. You know, before we go on, if anybody listening, who in the world listening? that doesn't know what the mikvah is about, could possibly know what Nidah is. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> man. Scout, would you help us with that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess right. a man's Bible study. Be- yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it Over time. Yeah, <laughs> if a woman is in the time of a woman, yes. then
0: when she's ended that, then she would uh, go into the mikvah. Right? What's another reason?
4: Going up to the temple.
0: Going up to the temple. If you're going to go onto to the temple mount, if you're going to go in there, there were votes all around the periphery so that you could go down one side, all the way under, and walk back out on the other side. Good. You become you unclean
2: for any reason. If you
0: come become unclean, and we're going to be talking about that next week as you study Acts chapter 10. I shortened this lesson up strictly because I bumped into Cornelius and couldn't let you go there until we had a good uh, full deal. So we're going to talk about that and, and the whole that whole concept there. So important
2: i've also heard people do it uh, around the time of shavuot as like a kind of repentance steel sure. Mm-hmm. sure part of the whole um, rock talk well, right. before I marriage went, before i went, marriage. went in the
0: water with my son before he got married yep right good many men before passover
4: nowadays orthodox judaism does it every friday before mm-hmm. shabbos right yeah. before
0: mm-hmm. marriage before ma- yes my son did yeah consecration big time and uh If uh, Tom and Mary are listening, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that they just recently got married, and and I'm pretty sure that they went through the mikvah. as well. Anything else?
4: How about repentance? um, Oh, oh, okay, sorry. So one other thing about mikvot in the use of scripture that shows up here, Um, my wife and I were looking at this passage and I noticed some interesting parallels. This story between Philip and the Ethiopian guy sounds a lot, has a lot of links to Elijah. So Elijah and Elisha, uh, uh, and, uh, and I think it's well, I think it's Elijah on that one. Naaman is Elijah or Elisha?
0: Naaman is a. Uh, no, that's Elisha. It's got to be Elisha because Elisha. you've got Elisha. Who's
2: the other guy? Uh, get, yeah, Gehazi. Gehazi. That's Elisha.
4: So the two. So anyway, yeah. it, this has a lot of allusions to both Elisha and Elijah. So with Elisha, you've got the Naaman comes down. Naaman is a leper, right? Naaman is a leper, but he's he's very much an Ethiopian here. He's a powerful person yeah. in the court of a foreign nation yeah. who comes to Israel for a specific reason. Along the way, he has to get in the water. Yeah. Uh, um, and, 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 and he's
0: kind of disenchanted with
4: that name idea. Naaman's not so uh, hot about that. The Ethiopian thinks it's a great idea. yeah. But um, the uh, the other thing about this story that also <coughs> reminds me, um, you also get the, uh, the chariot reference. Of course, Elijah goes up in chariots of fire. Right. The other funny part about that is Elijah is also one of the only other people in the Bible that disappears by the spirit in the in the elijah story uh, obadiah ahab king ahab can't find the guy it's a famine for three and a half years elijah is the number one reasons. wanted man in all of israel they're so mad at him because he told them that god would judge them with a famine and he did and so they're trying to hunt, hunt him down so obadiah who happens to be a, one of the servants of the king but is also a secret uh righteous man who's trying to save the prophets from the queen uh, comes across Elijah. Elijah just, like, meets him in the, the desert or whatever else, and he's like, hey, just want to let you know, I am going to meet the king today. And was like, don't tell me to give him that message. The spirit's going to probably whisk you off again, and then he's not going to be there anymore. He's going to be mad at me. So, like, it's interesting that the, that Philip has the exact same thing happen here. Yeah. He just has this random, like, whisking away. I don't know what the reason is for the Elijah-Elisha illusions here, but I thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. It is cool. And we're going
0: to have other illusions here
4: in a second. But it also, I think, if anything else, maybe is to emphasize the significance of who Philip is. Those are two of the heaviest-hitting prophets in all of the Tanakh. Yeah. The fact that you can look at Philip's story and see allusions to it, I think speaks volumes of the kind of man that Philip was. You bet.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You bet. Yeah. And
0: I know the, uh, I know the eunuch appreciate it. Alright, so I saw all kinds of allusions to Jonah, and I you know, just kind of tossed them in there every now and then, and by the time I was done, I thought, I really need to rewrite this whole lesson and just start with Jonah, and go through everything that happened, and then we'll talk about the eunuch if we have to. Um, but I ran out of time, so we weren't going to do it. So if you look at that first map that I gave you, um, you've got uh, Philip going down there right to... Uh, Ashdod or Azotus. And that's there, and he was in Samaria. So, going down there, and uh, Joppa is right up above it on the east coast, and of course, that's where Jonah got on the boat, right? He went down to Joppa, got on the ship, and then Traditionally, where did he get spit up? Ashdod. So, it's uh, really amazing that these cities are being talked about. And, gee, wait. The, uh, if you think about it, Philip traveled to, uh, to this city in a very odd way. And if that is where Jonah got spit up, Jonah got uh, traveled to that city in a very odd way as well. So, there you go.
4: There's
0: a little bit of Jonah there. I think we'll see a little bit more in a little bit.
4: Of course, the irony behind Jonah getting dropped off there is it's actually further south than Joppa. Than Joppa. And He actually lost and ground. He's going north. That's so. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. The Via Maris, the way of the sea. All right, so you got about a six mile trip there from Samaria down. Um, (coughs) With regard to things that you might want to consider memorizing, especially you young guys, um, Acts chapter 7, you should already know. Stephen's awesome sermon. Acts chapter 9, Paul gets converted on the road to Damascus, right? So if you look at uh, the little tiny map under there that I gave you, uh, you can see where Damascus is. I've got it in red at the bottom of yellow Syria. All right, and then uh, you can see where uh, Jerusalem is. Jerusalem. It's in the little crook of the red red thing. It is a long ways. Yeah, actually, in another country. So that's where he's heading. Why would there have been followers of the way
7: all the way up there? It was because you pointed out Nineveh is up there, so we clearly there were some people from the Jonah story in Nineveh that repented. Well, yeah, that may be true, sure, but if we've
0: got followers of the way in Damascus, which is in the in the southern part of Syria, I'm just wondering, I thought all of our believers at this point were in Jerusalem.
2: Well, they've been scattered. Yeah, they were scattered.
0: Why were they scattered? Ran them out of Jerusalem. Who ran them out of Jerusalem? Primarily.
2: Saul. 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 Yeah. Well, He's going into houses, dragging people out <coughs> of prison. And I think the qualifier and the reason that Saul is going to Damascus because, yeah, he scattered them, but they didn't stop. Precisely. Talking So about now Israel. you've
0: got them there. Now, keep in mind, of the 3,000 and then the later 4,000 that were in Jerusalem for the festival that chose to follow Yeshua, what do you know about most of those men? They were from other places. They weren't from Jerusalem. They actually came to Jerusalem for the festival and then just decided to hang, right? So if the persecution comes to Jerusalem and you don't really live there, back home you go.
4: Well, and Damascus also, um, I'm not sure about the time frame right now. It's still in the trade route for sure. The what? Trade route. Oh, yes, but also Damascus eventually becomes, if it wasn't already at the time, um, another hub for ancient Judaism. I mean, isn't there, there's like a, there was an entire um, codicil, Tanakh, that was yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, at some point, Damascus does have a Jew, uh, you know, I guess a fairly thriving Jewish community, So it would have made sense for there to be Jews there because it's not in Israel.
0: No, it's not in Israel, but it is uh, noteworthy that our patriarch, his most trusted servant, (laughs) Eliezer, Eliezer was from Damascus.
1: Damascus. So there you go. Why, Why else would Shaul have wanted to travel so far away if there wasn't a hotbed? Right. Right. Of, right. Or he had heard rumors of there being a hotbed of the way. Right. And where would the way yeah. be other than in a Jewish type of scenario? Right. Yeah, this is because the text says that uh, he asked him for letters to the synagogues.
3: synagogues.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And they are obviously asked, enough because later the the ones that he argues with get mad at him.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, who did he
0: ask for the letters? High priest. High priest. that was quick what sect of Judaism were the high priests that sounds so weird to say in the first place because there really should only be one but what what sect did they represent were they Pharisees Sanhedrin. they were part of the Sanhedrin but what sect of Judaism were they Pharisees No. Oh. Paul was a Pharisee
3: mm-hmm.
0: they weren't Pharisees they were more believers gloomy, they were Sadducees. Sadducees. Yeah, they were Sadducees, right? So, so here you've got a Pharisee Sadducees. who's going to the Sadducees asking for these letters. This is a very important point. You, you need to recognize that th- these these guys didn't cross-pollinate very often. From the last time they spent any time together, they killed one. So, um, Other than being in the Sanhedrin and part of the council, these guys did not practice together They only came up to the temple to worship together, but they were pretty separate. So the fact that he's asking for letters from from the Sadducees means that he's he's got his t-shirts in a knot, and he's really having a tough time with the way. And it appears that there is some, I'm speculating, some sentiment in favor of the way in the Pharisaic sect. You've got some major players that have either benignly stood and suggested that the council leave them alone. Gamaliel or Gamaliel did that. And you've got, uh, I got you, um, Joseph of Arimathea and or Nicodemus, both uh, burying him and caring for, for the master. So it seems that the Pharisees at least, and they're inviting him to dinner before he was killed, um, have some regard, great regard for, for the master. They walked out when... And they walked out during the, the, yeah. the mock trial. So, you know, it could be that Saul's kind of hanging on his own here and went to the council and the Pharisees didn't want to
4: talk about it. You know, maybe they'll listen to Gamaliel,
0: which, oddly enough, was his mentor.
4: So he goes to the Sadducees. I this, this definitely as the uh you know anakin goes the dark side feel to it yeah. i mean his his teacher is on the other side and then he ends up um like i don't write down I, yeah i think it's more <laughs> than just a. Uh, I do think it's yeah it's not just cross-pollination i think that it to me it seems like saul here has effectively <clears throat> traded teams <clears throat> he, he's fighting for the the guys who are against the way the sadducees did not i mean the, there were priests who were converting Sure. But the Sadducees were definitely leading the charge against the way, and will continue to do so for most of the rest of the first century.
0: Now let's, let's take a breather there and just make sure we all understand. The high priests are different than the priests. Right. When it says that the priests, many of the priests, were following Yeshua, how do you identify a priest? Levi? No, sir. Close. Cohen. Cohen. It's different, mm-hmm. Right. They're cohen. But there's only one. How do you identify the chief or high priest in this day? He bought his his office, and he is probably, and actually from prior to the master's birth until after the temple is destroyed, there was not a high priest that was actually a real cohen. They're Herodians, they are not priests. Because, to make sure we're clear, the high priest needs to be a priest to be the high priest. And there's only one. Here we got a bunch, and they're not priests. Okay, so we're clear? So, to me, it doesn't matter that the priests are being saved. I I made that sound funny. To me, it's not as important to this story that the priests are being saved, because the priests are calling.
4: Okay. And... But they're not Sadducees necessarily. But, but to go back to what I was trying to get at, was that like um, later on, late much later in the first century, right around the time of the first Jewish revolt, the Sadducees will create some havoc by killing James the Just. That's right. Um, and the Pharisees will be so upset about it, they'll go to Rome on behalf of the way to say this was appalling and I can't believe this happened. Yeah. So the, the point that I'm getting at is the Sadducees are... Definitely the anti-way group here, Absolutely. and the Pharisees are are at worst on the fence. So Paul's acts, Paul's actions. Well, he is Paul here too, technically. He's Paul. Um, he's Paul. He's, he's all the above. Um, it to me. <coughs> it, I don't think you, can, you can't diminish this any enough. This is you, right, you can't you can diminish it. It's a huge deal because mm-hmm. he is definitely fighting for the wrong side. That's right.
0: And if we, you'll see as we keep going through Acts. That he makes a big deal after he gets saved of calling himself and identifying with the Pharisaic sect. Okay? We clear that? So how many people had absolutely no idea or hadn't heard that Jesus did not rename Saul to Paul? Was that was that, was that a shocker?
3: Did you know that had heard that? I didn't know that.
6: that? Yeah, okay. I would have fallen for this. For the yeah, yeah, so, you know, uh, I,
0: I can remember visiting uh, the local synagogue uh, with uh, a conservative Jew who was a client, and uh, his name was Murray, and my family went with Murray and his wife, and we went to the synagogue, we sat down, and he had his talit bag there, and I was just, you know, Pretty new at reading Hebrew, especially upside down. And uh, I'm looking at it. So I leaned over, I I mean, I'm from New York, right? So I leaned over and I said, Murray, did you take somebody else's talit bag? And he goes, no, that's mine. And I said, how come it says Moshe on it? And he goes, that's my name. Thought your name was Murray. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, that's my Greek name. We get two names when we're circumcised. Really?
4: Yeah. I did not know that. Huh? I did not know that was yeah. common.
0: And yeah, he says we all have two names. One to use it with you guys. One to use when we're here. Great. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I, I thought that was, because
2: I didn't know that either. I thought that was great, because that's essentially what my parents did to me. I don't think they did it knowing that Yeah, know, that's the thing, but I, I use my middle name when I called her to it's but right. it is Hebrew. Right, it's Hebrew. My first name is not. Right, right. So that, I thought that was cool. Same with me. Yeah, it's exactly right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, anyway, it's cool. We're
7: all picking things up as we go along. I was, to, right I was trying to think of another time that Discovery. there was like a a god ordained conversion of somebody so drastic. Like what happens to Saul here? Oh, I because can tell you what happened on March twenty seventh, nineteen eighty. Well, no. See, I mean, because <laughs> no, so you, I mean, you think of like Pharaoh, and that th- th- it doesn't end like this. No, I mean, you know, Pharaoh no, is equally as like against the Jews, like a- actively trying to kill them and, yeah. and you yeah. know yeah. oppress them, but. Doesn't, doesn't happen like this, you know? Well, I can't really... Pharaoh said, God said of oh, Pharaoh, that he would
0: use him as a servant to in make a, his name Sure, great. In, a, and, in a different way. And he way. did. Yeah. Here, he's got a mission, and God actually talks about, he's going to see how much he's got to suffer. I didn't realize that God was kind of tweaking him on the nose. Yeah. while he's blind yeah but I guess I just <laughs> so thought. Tell it to analyze it.
7: When, I, when I read through it this time I, I just kept thinking like this is so much more miraculous than I guess I ever really gave it credit for because of just how incredible that is I mean no wonder everybody was like astonished like are you kidding me like the guy who was, was just trying, just like, trying, us trying to kill people yeah. and now you're like doing the exact same thing that you were trying to kill people for I mean that that is that's incredible yeah it is shocking Yes. I want to bring a little timeline and some discrepancy I saw in Galatians with Shaul. Okay. But when God who picked me out before I was born and called me by his grace, it goes down, it says I did not consult anyone, I did not go and I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were emissaries before me. Instead I immediately went off to Arabia and afterwards returned to Damascus. Not until three years later did I go up to Jerusalem hmm. to make Kepha's acquaintance. Good point. Hmm.
4: How about that? Yeah. Well, it does say in verse 23 of chapter 9, when many days had passed, mm-hmm. the Jews plotted to kill him. It doesn't say how many, many days are. Many moons. Hmm. Good
0: point. I had, uh, We'll get into Galatians uh, when we get there. That He's uh, uh, pretty much there for a Torah cycle by himself. Yeah.
4: And also in Pretty verse cool, 25, man. it says that they lowered him in a basket out of Damascus. The next verse says, and when he had come to Jerusalem. But right. again, it,
0: there's no timing marker.
4: But, like, this is not unusual in the Bible. I mean, if you read, I think you, you pointed out this past Shabbat, yeah. uh, the, the, the good <coughs> Hamash actually walks through all the places in Exodus that are out of chronological order. So it's not unusual for the scriptures to effectively gloss over or even rearrange the order when the story it's trying to tell is more important than the history of it. That's right.
0: That's good. Good point, John. Mm -hmm.
4: All right, so real quick, up until this point,
0: we've seen that 3,000 were added. 4,000 were added. And then a couple of chapters later, we see that they were added to the Lord. Now they're followers of the way. Why would that be their
2: name? Well you sure did say I'm the way, the truth and life. That's right. So I would think that's where that comes from. I
0: think you're probably right. How do you say the way in Hebrew? Not you. Not you either. (laughs) Greg, Anybody you know, who's right? less than 20, mm-hmm. how do you say the way in Hebrew? Should should pay attention in
1: Hebrew. Class.
0: Yeah, you should. <laughs> how about the? Good. Good that was a little wimpy, but mm-hmm. ha is it.
7: Yes. Ha. So, ha. Hawa. Mm-hmm. Haderic. 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 The way. Mm
4: hmm.
3: All right.
4: I wonder, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if it's possible there was any. And this is just a random thought, but if there was any connection between where the, <clears throat> these guys met and their name, I know the Yeshua line is obviously the most logical. No one to go works the way, easy. Yeah. But Derek seriously sounds like it could be the street name in Jerusalem.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Now it could be sure. Yeah. Or
4: or well, but Israel is he speaks Hebrew. And you see Haderic, whatever you know. So it's like the way of something is not an unusual. I mean, I think I'm almost certain I've seen this. Street. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of wondering the way if, the like, across the Via del yeah, yeah, there. something like this. Something yeah. like, I'm just kind of imagining <laughs> like all the Jews, all these, all these guys, when they're not at the temple, they're meeting at so and so's house on Haderic, and so that's what they just started getting called. I don't know. Maybe that's stretching it. This is a, th- a thought. Although I think right, that the so issue we're of like the vote to on that. <laughs>
0: I think that's a little, little, little <laughs> shaky. Yes, sir. Another quick Oh, wait, you don't have a map one. question
7: on how
2: dare No, you? no. Okay, just check. Yeah, how do you not... get there from Ben-Yahudishu? Yes, ben right?
7: <laughs> The other thing that I thought was interesting was when the Lord talks to Saul and tells him that... Oh, hang, on, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going there right now. 15 I'm
0: going there right now. Verse 15. Without going back to read the text, see how well you can recall the facts. What caused Saul to stop on his way to Damascus?
6: A light from heaven, as
0: it said? No. He saw there was a bus stop, and he didn't want to keep taking the (laughs) camera. Yes, you're right. It was a light from heaven, or a special kind of light. What kind of light?
7: Blinding light. It was a blinding light. Thank you very much, Caleb. All
0: right. Who heard the voice of Yeshua?
7: The, uh, the, The people that were following him.
2: No, no, no. Nope, three so, no, yeah. guys. Nope. Read it. Read it to me. Everybody. Read it to me where
0: it says they heard the voice.
1: It says. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one.
0: So everybody heard the voice. Okay. Who saw Yeshua? No one. Mm-hmm.
3: Really?
0: Paul didn't see Yeshua? Because oh, so he and would, and I because. I we didn't get there yet.
3: Yeah. Well, hold on, <laughs> <shorty>. <laughs>
0: So, I thought you guys told me five lessons ago when they chose, what's his name? What was his name? The 13th guy. Uh, uh, oh, Mattathias. Good 12B. Good name. Right? Uh, you guys told me that he had to
4: be an eyewitness of the resurrection. We didn't tell you that. That's the text said. They were looking for a guy who was an so <laughs>
3: clever, Squirmy, but clever. Don't pin this on me. So, are
0: you all now saying that since Paul didn't see, since Saul didn't see the risen Yeshua in that vision, are you telling
1: me that he is not twelve C? Twelve C. I think some of us did say that last time. You have did it say an eyewitness. Or did it say a witness?
3: Hmm.
4: Could be an audio because
1: yeah, she to be knows does voices count? And eyewitness to be a witness, correct? I know. I mean, you could you hear, a small you, witness. You hear somebody
7: that was supposed to be dead. But
2: when you have to you're, know what what your voice you're is. halfway there. You're <laughs> halfway there.
7: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so we'll move <laughs> on. And then you were gonna say. No, I'll just that I thought it was cool that that Yeshua specifically says that Saul's going to be talking to three distinct groups we know we all know about the Gentiles right, the, that's right. that's all the epistles but then the kings <coughs> and the children of Israel and I, I read that and thought well who's left that's pretty much everybody that's a lot which is cool because that's sort of our idea of things that they're that all one in Messiah thing yeah. it's I wouldn't like pull would
0: kings out but sure you know, clearly that's he's an got interesting the, one but the government folk yeah. in there. Yeah, it's good. Right. I point. That's neat. Yeah. Joshua.
2: I also find it interesting that she said I mean, that God says to Shaul, why are you persecuting
3: me?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a personal thing there and mm-hmm. it it points back to hearing Yeshua. Right? If he had said, Why are you persecuting the holy one? Why are you persecuting the persecuted one? Why you know, it it's, it's kind of loses the effect, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you persecuting me? Means the voice is only coming from one person. Who are you? Did you
1: say who we were? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw the movie. We were persecuting. Wouldn't that go back to uh, the statement that uh, that Yeshua made? You know. Um, Lord, when, when have we seen you? Mm-hmm. To the extent you've done it to these. Right. At least, at least of my brethren, you've yeah, done it, you've to, done it me. to me. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Good. Ramez. I like it. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. met this
1: kid?
0: No. Oh,
4: that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, So. Oops, I'll say this, yeah. real quick, that reference, going to the Gentiles, the kings, the children of Israel. Did you notice it's in reverse? Like every time.
0: Oh, in the reverse of the way he's going to actually meet. The, the way
4: he's going to do it. Or it feels like, almost in the reverse. But then on top of that, it's in reverse of the way that Yeshua tells the disciples to go out, go to Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. I mean, in every way, it seems to be inverted because Gentiles never come first. And 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 it doesn't even happen that way for him.
0: And it's funny, he talks about himself being born (laughs) out of season and kind of backwards of breech birth or something like that. So you've got a good point. We already know that the first thing he did when he got his sight back was argue that Yeshua was the Messiah in the synagogues.
4: So it's obviously to me it's something of a his the priority of his ministry. Yeah. But but also just is just a thought, and I'm not saying this means anything significant. But I think it's intriguing that it almost kind of looks like a prophecy for the effectiveness of his message, because the people that accept him the first in on mass are Gentiles. I mean, there's tons of them all over the, the, the this Mediterranean. Is his message. They accept yeah. Paul's message. Mm. Then hundreds of years after Paul's dead, his his Message, so to speak, becomes championed by kings, starting with Constantine, right? And then, sometime after, well, hopefully not after we're dead, um, we we believe that eventually the people of Israel will recognize what Paul was getting at. Amen. That's exactly. So it almost feels like a kind of a weird prophecy of sorts because it's really Mm. out of order. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's
0: good Good point. Good foreshadowing. Um, what? I'm going to ask Jerry um, or Scott, but did you grow up King James? Yeah, Yeah, I did. did. Um, I'm missing a part of my Bible, it looks like, uh, because I'm reading the English Standard Version. But I always remember Yeshua. (laughs) I always remember Yeshua telling or asking Paul or Saul, isn't it hard to kick against the oh, goats? Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, did, did, did I miss that? Where is it? I'm looking in. I'm in chapter 8. I'm in chapter 9. Uh-huh. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Verse 4. Where, where's, yeah, it's
4: where's, after that. It's in verse 5. After he says, I am Yeshua who you you're persecuting, rise in the city.
1: Where's the goats? Fourteen. Four, Fourteen. Acts twenty six fourteen is where Paul is giving his recap of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but no, but
4: if, if you read King James, it does include it in verse five of chapter nine. Uh, it is hard for thee to k- kick against the pricks. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pricks yeah. or goads. You know, what that, you know what that is? It's a stick with a nail sticking out at the end of it, and it's how you prod goats and whatnot to keep moving. That's a goad. You goad the animal, and it is unpleasant on a human. So to try and kick against that, you can imagine. Um, unless, you know, if you're in flip-flops, you just never do that. Right? <laughs> okay, good. Checking on that. Uh, I want to make sure I was... Yeah, it's, I the new,
7: it's the new King James that uses the word goads. So I guess you, you're younger than you thought. Well,
0: <laughs> trying to memorize as many of the versions as I can, you know. So when someone says, that, well, did you memorize that? I've memorized it in nine different versions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alright, so who knew that Ananias was the Greek form of Hananiah? Nobody knew that. You guys are learning all kinds of cool stuff in this class, huh? That was cool. Where where do we see Hananiah in the past? Hananiah. Azariah. And Mishael. And Mishael. Who are they, Micah?
3: The three men who got name into the farm for
0: King kingdom
4: of Canaanite.
0: That's exactly did, right. Walked yeah. right out. That's right. Friends of? Daniel. Or his Hebrew name? Oh, uh, oh, his Hebrew name is Daniel. <coughs> That's right. Babylonian name. David. That's right. Okay. good for you, bud. Good for you. All right. <laughs> Okay, so Joseph had a bunch of visions. guy I can kind of yeah, feel for. Joseph, the mother, the father of Yeshua. Lots of visions. I did not say stepfather because he's not his stepfather. He's his father. I'm quoting the scriptures. Sorry if you have problems with that. Um, your theology may think that something weird happened there. Yeah. So he had a lot of visions. How, how is Saul's different? Adonis. Um. Different. How was uh, Ananias's? Yes. How was Ananias's? Or, actually I thought Saul's was there too. Ananias... Uh, Ananias saw God, Adonai, while Joseph
6: just saw an angel of Adonai. Did same. he see an angel? No, he saw Adonai directly.
0: Did Joseph see an angel? Yes. Really? Mm. We'll find
2: that for me. Uh, Mary definitely sees an angel. Mary sees an angel. Joseph. He, he doesn't even see anything. He's asleep every time. Yeah, he's he's sleeping. sleeping. He's dreaming. While well, he's sleeping, he has a dream. Well, let's, let's not say he was dreaming. I had to just hear
3: Joseph and I mean a vision. Yes. <laughs> he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah.
2: He has a vision.
0: How is this one different? Oh, this was more he's real. Not only awake, it's more, more different than that. Sleepwalking?
2: Matthew 2, 13, an angel at a nine. Yes. Appeared to Joseph in a
0: dream. In a dream, an angel appeared to him. In a dream,
2: I'll, I'll let you. I'll let that go. That works.
0: Okay, you're right, Michael. I stand correct. I'm going to sit corrected too. <laughs> <And you laughs> <at that>. exactly. <laughs> so, so, how is this different? You haven't picked it up yet. Saul's and Hananiah's visions are both different than the kind of visions that Joseph has. Did Joseph have an exchange? Exactly. Hmm. Both of these guys, Saul and Hananiah, actually ask questions and get an answer. <clears throat> that's that's significant vision. It's one thing. Go well,
2: to don't. Egypt. Go to
0: go Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> hey, you know, sweetie, I think we should get up, go to Egypt. You know, that's different than why are you persecuting me? Who are you? Oh, wait, Lord are you kidding? Not that guy. Yeah, have you heard about him?
2: Well, I'm God. Come
0: on, let's <laughs> talk about this guy.
2: They had a little discussion going back and forth. You get the sense Joseph was more like, you know, if he gets a response, it's it's yeah, you know, so salute can. and you know wakes up, does it good. All right,
0: so that was that was different. Twilight Zone. I'm sorry.
7: Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah. Do you think this continues to occur? Saul. So? Well, the vision that Saul had and the vision that Hananiah had were after the visions. That Joseph had. Do you believe that these types of visions continue today? No. I got a yes, I got a no. Maybe. I got a yes, I got a maybe. Maybe.
2: Eh. Okay. Somebody jumping. Well it definitely happened after because John definitely something was going on because he wrote wrote Revelation much later.
0: He also interacts and says, No, no. You know,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, so do you know what these are? Well, you know. What so I John oh, what is, is, is the last recorded instance we have okay. of, of something like that happening. Okay. After that, and Peter and the <coughs> Peter and the what? Peter and the sheep.
0: In Acts ten, we're going to see that next week. That's right. And there is uh, there is interaction there too. Interesting, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. So what leads you to believe this still happens today? Personal account. That works. What? Who said no? It doesn't. Know.
1: You say no? I said maybe. Tell me,
0: um,
4: how would you know? You sound like a god. You have to have at least two personal witnesses. Just no. so hold it. That's for
3: court.
0: How would you know Wait. that it was a vision from God if you had the vision? How would you know? if he had a vision from god if he had the vision the f- fruit of what it produced after the vision took place i would say that would be secondary but very high on the list okay. yeah i put one thing before that <coughs> and i think you'll see it's crucial i'm listening to you i know you're thinking
2: think out loud in order for him to be able to prove it and he before he can follow any instructions from god in a vision, you have to have a sort of affirmation that it is God. Because How would you know? I'd say he'd have How would you to know? give you a sort of sign. He's, gotta he's like, got to have, gotta give you a sign? Yeah. Well, but you right. cannot... You, uh, the sign has to be given of God because you can't by God himself, you cannot demand a sign.
0: Did you get a sign? Did Saul get a sign?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Really? No. That no. came before you was told who to it was. That doesn't count. How about Adam I Did he get a sign?
4: Well no. both of them kinda yeah. get this weird so and so is me looking for you. And it's like, how do you know so and so is looking for me? Right, so the work <laughs> back and forth. I would submit that
0: it has to line up with the word of God. Absolutely number one.
4: Kill the president. Kill the president. <laughs> it's not God.
0: I know it's not God. I can say definitively it's not God. You agree? It's say got to line up with the word of God. The There's no way that God himself or his messenger would tell you to do something unnecessary. How do I know this for a fact?
2: God said so. God said so. Perfect answer. Where did he say it? Deuteronomy.
0: Where in Deuteronomy? 12 and 13. Back into 12 and the beginning of
2: 13. When, and Saul kind of reiterates it himself when he says, Test out everything.
0: Yeah,
7: I'm telling you. That's right. That's right. You're good. It is uh, the thought that I had too when I was kind of reading these was like both of them say Lord like they're both quite convinced just in the way that this message is delivered that this is the Lord. So Paul or Saul says, "Who are you, Lord?" He gets an answer. Yeah, and then Ananias says, "Here I am, Lord." Yeah. So there 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 is no question even before the request is given. Or the, the statement is even made that this is God. And that uh, that was going to be a question that I had. It was like, how did they know? Was it the voice? Yeah, just, there's a hair stuck on there somewhere. Just, it
0: keeps hitting me in the middle of oh, yeah. the glasses. Can you see it? I yeah. can't see without my glasses on. And <laughs> of course, I put my glasses on again. Thank you very much. Yeah, I just it's the keep a clip. Just pull it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll
7: listen when it gone. I'll just put them on. Thank yeah, you. I, just, you but have have some, I glasses wow. The, the, so before before you determine whether or not this if I call you on the phone you know it's me right right how do you know because I know what your voice sounds like there you go yeah That that right. is it, really interesting then but but I've heard it before also well, that's that the, would be that, my shit thing. When's another... No, my voice. Well, but so so when's another time... It
1: well, it's so, so on the phone. It says
3: on the phone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeshua. Hello,
2: Lord. Here <laughs> <and Lord. laughs> I am, Lord. I like it. I, I like that, but here's the problem I have. When's another time we have oh, an account... Blocked oh, blocked caller ID. right. Well, <laughs> we <can laughs> have an account of someone hearing a voice and not knowing who it is and having to go and ask, say, hey, I'm hearing this voice, and I, what should I say?
0: Yeah, well... To, to his point, that never really seems to happen. It does. Even it
2: Samu- does. To, to
4: Samuel. <laughs> Samuel. Yeah. Samuel knew. no. No, he doesn't. He has to ask
2: Eli. He has he, goes, to ask Eli. he says... Oh, no, no, he no.
0: Says, here, yeah. And he tells him, it's the Lord. I get that. But Eli knew.
2: Yeah, but Sam. my point is Samuel didn't. Samuel was the Lord. But Eli, Eli actually doesn't figure it out the first time. It takes well, like... He'd like her to her...
0: figure out that Hannah was praying I'm not putting a lot of faith
2: in him. <laughs> That's true. But the point <laughs> is that like I'm, I'm yeah. giving Sam the benefit of that, that okay maybe he's a boy. I don't know if that matters. I don't know if that is matters. It... Should that matter? I don't know this if This was matters. his first calling. Yeah.
1: Who else could have done that?
0: Someone with a really loud voice. Could have been <laughs> Alright let's move on before that, we run out of time. I kind of
7: wondered about that. If this was actually like the, like the, the miraculous nature of the voice. Made them think exactly that—that like, oh well, this couldn't be anything else. This wasn't like like some random, like the voice at the mountain kind of thing. Yeah, this is definitely—it's very, very loud or something like that. You know, know, every time I
0: get struck blind
7: and I hear a voice, I think that you know you got to really work on it. Because that That might not be the case. (laughs) This is one of those things though, because it's like you know coming from like a charismatic background, like. You just this is just a common phrase all the time, like well, I, you know, God told me, yeah. you know, or, or I heard from the Lord, and it's like You got a ring last week, yeah, <laughs> right. And so so that's why I just this was a it was, I, I was really curious about this because it, there is no question here whatsoever, there you know. And kind of going to what Joshua was sort of getting at was like someone else heard in uh, in another case, yeah, you know, not just one person. So yeah, yeah. you're right. What did you think of this whole idea about uh, Paul confounding
2: people?
0: Don't you find that curious? Did anybody
4: even think about it? He's a very
2: Subcattle? confusing person. Well, yeah, I think it's just that it's confounding the it's fact that he goes from one pole opposite to the other. I'd find, i find I personally, I'd find that confounding.
0: Peter says, you know, what the guy writes is, is really hard to understand. I still believe that. That's fine. Acts 9 19 21, twice. I mean, He's constantly confounding people. It's like he can set it up so that a riot starts because he knows exactly what to say. Right? And they're bringing him out in change. We're going to get to this. And he just sticks his head up and says, I'm being put on trial for the resurrection of the dead!
3: It's, it's
2: like everybody step back. Wait until these guys are done fighting. Holy cow! It's almost like he's the inverse of Yeshua's style, which was Ooh. to be to to put it in the most simplest terms. Yeah. It's still kind of confusing. Mm. But Paul's in the other way, where it's complicated terms. he's still kind of like I think I know he's going. I'm not sure.
0: But in this case, in these cases, he's deliberately confounding people. Right. He wants well, them to
2: be all shook up. I would kinda of say you was kinda of doing it deliberately, deliberately too. Or at least he was deliberately putting it the way he was putting it. Okay, cool. Good. But Paul is also, I
4: think Paul Paul, first off, as we already talked about it, something of a self-contradiction. He's a Pharisee who helps the Sadducees persecute a group he converts to. So he's inherently <laughs> confusing. But then on top of that, he's a very deep thinker. I mean he's I mean, you, you read like the Talmud, I mean like like Orthodox Jews studying the Talmud say sometimes like this is like over my head i mean paul's the same way he's one of those guys where he is hard to follow on top of all of that paul is a feisty guy i mean he has like his best buddy barnabas he and he and they get into a big fight over john mark later in acts and it it like splits the relationship
0: it does but barney steps up yeah barney first comes when he first shows up Barney's oh, a yeah. lesson. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. Is
4: like, like Saul's, th- I'm saying is that Saul is a feisty fellow, and feisty people, I think, tend to create chaos sometimes. I yeah, could okay. be. And this is part of his personality. God used that. Yes,
0: absolutely. Review question number one from this, uh, from this class. When the apostles of Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because it had not yet fallen on any of them. Does that strike you as odd? What happened when the Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem received the word of God?
2: But they were all praying in a house, weren't they? Not
0: those guys. Oh. The guys, those guys preached to hmm. what happened to them did the Holy Spirit fall upon them?
1: yes really they, they began speaking the
0: I don't think so that's the apostles I'm talking about the 3000 they preached to and there were added that day about 3000 I don't recall anything about the Holy Spirit or anybody speaking in tongues other than the apostles? Hmm. Next chapter, four thousand are added. Did any of them speak in tongues? Did the Holy Spirit fall on them? I don't remember it mentioned at all. Now we got this going, and they're shocked. Well, they, they didn't receive the Holy Spirit yet. What does this imply about the three thousand and the four thousand I just said? It means they did. It implies that they did, and somehow they knew. And these guys didn't. And they also knew. So how do they know that the first group did? If there's no evidence in the Scripture that they all started speaking in tongues? Does this imply to you that perhaps there's another (coughs) sign that someone has received the Spirit? I can, I can walk you right off this cliff guys. if you want to just sit there I'll just keep talking. what is the earnest that Paul says later on is, is that down payment, the deposit we have <coughs> guaranteeing us internally that we know we are saved but the spirit one would think you could just see so if you got the spirit but well, that's not what Paul says. What does Paul say? Test yourself to be sure you're in the faith. Well, is there a spirit test?
1: How does that work? Comments. Mr. Marshall So this is back in uh, chapter 2. I was they,
0: already wrong about Joseph an <laughs> <his laughs> angel. What do you got for me? And when they had heard this,
1: they were cut to the heart and said to Kepha and the rest of the, and the rest of the apostles, "Brother, what shall we do?" Mm. Kepha said to them, "Repent, yes, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Okay.
0: I'm no, with does it, you, no, does I'm it with you 100%. It? Yeah, does it so
1: everything it? I said
0: still stands as far as I'm concerned. How did they know? Because they knew these guys did not. Or would you just agree with me that the scripture is silent? Yeah, yes, I would agree that the scripture is silent. Yes. Would and you it, also agree, while well, I got you on the hook, that speaking in tongues is not necessarily the soul uh, Evidence? evidence of having received the Holy Spirit.
3: No. I can't remember now which way. <laughs> I
6: bet he agrees with
3: you. I think he does, but he's, he's a wordsmith. <laughs> so, good. <laughs> what did I ask you? <laughs> so, is...
0: I, I'm not doing it again. I think we're good. So, so why do you suppose the scripture doesn't tell us?
6: Why because do you suppose... Paul is going to scr- tell us all about it for the next several books. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we
0: need to table we'll this one and, and remember to come back to it. Because to me, this is significant. Do, do you agree? Or am I, did I lose you guys? Yeah. Right? So, we know these guys did get the Spirit because it says, you will. Guarantee. And obviously, they must have or, you know, we would have had another chapter here where Paul looks up at this guy. Father, you promised them the Spirit. What happened? You know, but we didn't get that. So, here he knows they didn't. What's different? What's different about the group that we read about here that did not receive the Spirit? Samaritans? They're Samaritans. They are
4: not Jews. This goes back to, I mean, not to quote myself here, but this goes back to lesson that, that we did a few weeks ago. Yes, the Holy
0: Spirit lesson. Which we talked was not by accident. No, it was specifically
4: with these chapters in mind um, that, that we talked about the idea of the Spirit as a resource and not necessarily that the use of the Spirit comes in different forms and this sounds so much like that idea that acts chapter two because remember the disciples obviously they're already there they've walked with yeshua they know yeshua they're not not like they have a salvation experience in acts chapter two the outpouring of the spirit is an act of power absolutely and i feel like the same thing is what's going on here in, in the samaria the samaritans might be needing a nudge in that direction maybe because here's a thought Judaism has a very good point about this, that sometimes you need a connection to God that's stronger than yours. God himself stood in their midst. He stayed in their town for a while. Well, no, 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 but I'm saying... Well, yes, it's true, but I'm saying the Samaritans... And they believed,
0: and they told him. They told him, well, we don't believe now because of what you've said. We believe now because we've seen him.
4: But the Samaritans, though, I'm just saying that I can see that these Samaritans, I'll just put it that way... Um, may not have been quite on the same level as the devout people who came all the way to Jerusalem. Okay. So, perhaps there was a, the, the reason that the apostles show up, start laying on hands and whatnot, was maybe a, a recognition of the fact that the connection's not as strong here, but it okay. can be. Okay.
0: I still think we're going to table it,
4: come back.
0: Aren't you doing a follow-up on your class anyway?
4: I certainly can.
0: Like, right after
4: second Peter or something? Something Okay.
0: So my third question, and we'll close with this review question. I, I mean, I just maybe I made it all up. When the master was asked for a sign by the scribes and the Pharisees, he said, "No sign will be given to it except one to this adulterous generation." What was that sign? Sign of Sign of Prophet John. I'm John. Right next to. So I got Jonah Considering this is the same generation To whom Yeshua spoke How many times now have we seen references Or allusions to Jonah In these two chapters of Acts Well we've got the town where Jonah Went on the boat Joppa Joppa the town where
4: the fish spit him up again. We've
0: got the spit-up town. Ashdod. Unusual transportation. Okay. <laughs> We've got the uh, wasn't bus. unusual
4: transportation. Right before Joppa, you get resurrection from the dead, which is, of course, what Yeshua was getting at. Exactly.
2: Both Jonah and Philip were asked to witness to someone who wasn't another Jew. Nice. And both Ananias
4: and Jonah get asked to go meet with an enemy enemies. of their people. Woo! Ananias. Enemy. I like it. Any other Saul is blinded and doesn't eat anything for three days. That's right.
0: That's the one I had.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm. I don't know about you, but I always saw fish scales being the things that fell off his eyes. That's probably silly. I but was a small I child at like the first I time.
2: Like scales. You know what other kind of scales got? Something like
4: scales. All right. So the yep.
0: Three days, and Saul fasted for three days. Didn't Jonah? He was
6: in a stomachy. Of course, he had, had a fast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was forced but to fast? But he do fast. fast he but was the the do Ninevites do
4: fast. The. Well, well, Jonah goes in. It takes him three days to get there. there but the Ninevites in yeah. a, a fast, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. okay. In repentance. The, so the fasting
0: works I still think he fasted in the fish because probably you can't know that kosher. Are you allowed to eat something that a fish ate? I mean, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> <that's laughs> the that was, uh, the uh, alacrity, hey
2: green sludge, great. The which alacrity with which the the Ninevites reacted and the the Ethiopian was this, was like the same. Like let's do it. Ooh. Like let's let's do like what what can I do to like Ethiopians begin on this journey?
0: Ninevites repent. Nice. I didn't have that one. That's good. I thought there was something
4: about uh, not Nineveh, but up there somewhere. Assyria, the kingdom of Assyria. Um, is in that region. It's, it may have included Damascus at the time. It's, it was kind of northern Syria and Iraq. Yeah,
0: That's not in our thing. Is it? Hmm. Oh, Nineveh is on the same trade route as Damascus. All right, we're stretching a little bit.
4: <laughs> so they uh, had the same. So what else is on the same? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. To do one other quick allusion here. So we're talking about tying into the remez, and. Just wanted to point out what a great disciple Peter was, because in this chapter, Peter relives something Yeshua did. Actually, I have. I, did you Did you look at
0: the uh, the review page that I put in the at the end of the, of the manual? The last page in your uh, in your in your deal. <coughs> was uh, Lesson 17 review. The very last page of the manual says, it's extraordinary that a man can give life to the dead. It's extremely rare. How many times did it happen in the Scripture? Who who, who raised someone from the dead? Elijah. Elijah, that's one. Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua that's skipping, but that's good. Elisha. Elisha, um, that's three.
3: And no. Peter.
2: Peter. We're not counting what... Um, Jeremiah Isaiah saw? No, that's what they saw. This is the good. There's one more.
4: No. Oh. Show Paul. Paul.
0: Right? Who did he raise from the dead? Eutychus. Fell out of the window. Right? Okay. So, five people raised people from the dead.
7: In the whole entire scriptures.
0: That's only five. In the whole deal. Five. Now, watch this. I'm looking at that list, and I thought to myself, I've seen these guys, or most of them, someplace else. Do you remember, as you just finished reading, how did Peter raise Dorcas? By the way, Tabitha is Aramaic. Didn't you find it odd that it says, her name is Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas? But they... Translated into what? (laughs) Her mom didn't call her (laughs) Dorcas. Come on! Well, her name is Tabitha in Aramaic, and in Greek it's Dorcas, and it means
2: consent. I I don't think English is around at the time, so. No English. (laughs) Probably the the Dorcas thing. Okay, I got you, I got you. All
0: right, so. beautiful. So, how did he do it? You know how Elijah did his, and, and, you know, laying on top with the eyelids and getting it warm and all that. You know, uh, Alicia, you know, the. And walking around the room. What about Yeshua?
4: Called out. With Lazarus. Come forth. Catches the kid on the stretcher. Right. But the girl, Jairus' daughter, this is exactly the same. What did Peter do? Peter, okay, so re, re, listen to the stage. Jairus' daughter, set almost identical Woman setup. Dance. Woman dies. Girl dies. Right. Yeshua shows up and there's all this crowd of people They're all weeping and mourning and he's going is exactly in, what it says is happening When right. Peter shows up in Job uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. So then Yeshua says She's just sleeping, they laugh at him He shoots them away So it's just him, her parents, and the disciples He takes her by the hand And tells her, rise up And she does Yes Peter does almost exactly the same thing. He shoes away all the mourners. He goes in. He turns to the body and says, rise, rise up. up. And, and she sits up. <sighs> and he takes her hand and she stands up. I mean, I think the coolest part to me is in looking back at the Jairus Daughter story, Peter was in the room for that. Yeah. He was paying attention. Yeah this is the only time he raises somebody from the dead That's right. and he does it exactly the way that he saw Yeshua do it. He did one difference. Or almost exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't it's only one hands. difference. Didn't, yeah. didn't, oh, okay. No,
0: it's not the hands. You'd barely notice it unless you are looking for something stupid like I would didn't say hey, give her some food? <laughs> no. <Nope>. Darn it. <laughs> he knelt down. Uh, he knelt down and prayed. The Yeshua one basic
3: that. thing.
0: He knelt down and prayed. So when I saw that, I thought, well, that, I find that odd. Because kneeling is the traditional position of, for real formal tough prayers for Christians. When a Jew is doing a real formal prayer, where does he do? He stands up. So I thought it was odd that he would kneel down. I mean, if you go into a Catholic church, you got little little hoobers that we can bend down so we can kneel on the little hoover instead of on the floor, you know. So I look to see how many times in the scripture, since I had just gone through looking for people who raise people from the dead, how many times do we have a man kneeling to pray? Now you did a great job with raising him from the dead. There's only four. Daniel hmm. it says he knelt down to pray. It says he knelt. It says, "I'll give it to you." It's, it's, it says it differently, but we'll, we'll give it to you. He opened the windows. If you can find it for me, I'd like to check the, the
4: verbiage on it. That's good. That's fine. Got another? David. Yep. That's the Psalms images. Did who? Mm.
0: King Solomon when he's uh, doing the temple.
3: Okay.
2: Big time. Did Saul like King Saul do it? Like in the cave? No. Okay. He peed in the cave. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but he did. Yeshua knelt down when he was in the garden. Yeah. The only time it says he knelt down. Peter obviously we know did. And right before Paul goes back to Rome to be killed, mm. he knelt down. I think he knelt down on the beach with Agabus or something, with the guy with the belt and all of that. So those are the only ones. It's interesting that three out of the four are in the same look huh. of the people that raised people from the dead. Maybe we should all kneel more. Yeah. I don't know. The church got it right. Yeah. <laughs> shocker, shocker. <laughs> yeah. But I, and I don't want to—I don't want to give anybody the impression, who may not be familiar with Judaism, that to think that Jews don't kneel to pray, they do, uh, and quite frankly, they, they would in a very serious time.
4: Yeah, I would say the kneeling, ironically enough, for Judaism would would be a—it's a different type of seriousness. So standing is, of course, a formal prayer. Right. But kneeling, I would or think, would be a kind of very passionate, exactly. um, Which, intense quite frankly, kind of is prayer
0: what these kind of prayers were right I mean Peters praying that God will use him to raise his girl from the dead. right Yeshua is praying that the cup will pass him. Right. right Solomon is praying that God will give his presence to the temple that he just finished building right, right? Paul is praying for the people whom he knows will be persecuted amazing. was Hannah kneeling no, I didn't say yeah. Hannah was kneeling mm-hmm. I just searched for kneeling. Um, David, uh, Daniel, I know that he, uh, it was his habit to pray three times a day, and he did it in front of open windows, but I did not find that he was kneeling, but you guys have obviously got some homework to do, no problem, he being in the scriptures. I'm sorry? He
2: got down on his knees. Okay. Facing towards truth. Good. There it is.
0: What's the verse? Uh, Daniel 10, looks
2: like. Good. Daniel Thanks. 10. Daniel Chapter six. 8, 6. What? Daniel chapter 10, six.
6: but
0: what? Chapter 6, Daniel, Chapter
2: 6. Was it 10. Daniel 10? Oh, it's Daniel 6. six ten. Good, that's great. Thank you. Well, yeah. Good, good, good. Do you mind? Just had a praying? Mm, she was definitely praying. She was praying. She was moving it her mouth. It says before the Lord, does not say, what? Kneeling, standing, laying on her side? It doesn't say. Yeah,
0: laying on her side.
3: I could have sworn that, that she was, was
2: That's next week.
3: <laughs>
0: Seriously. Laying on your side. Right? So
2: no. I was just I I saying so, that.
0: So, um, Acts chapter 10 is is next week. I really want you to spend some time in there. We are looking at next week probably the most misunderstood and controversial chapter in the apostolic scriptures. And it has swayed and dissuaded many in the church, the visible church, from much of the Torah, including keeping kosher so I, I hope you you're only going to get out of this class what you put into it right so I hope that, uh, that you do on this one because it's, it's worthwhile you're probably not going to be here if I have had you a week or two in a row right
5: yeah, I'm actually going to be here in Charlotte and Columbia next week but not on Tuesday So
0: can't I rearrange or something
5: <laughs>
0: listen
4: I'd love to have you and now for those do we have
0: anybody else say anything
4: no TJ did sneak in a comment. Ironically enough, the one person you said was only listening. Yeah, but I think he
0: he found the uh, he found the deal there, so that's cool. All right, so we will be watching those from now on, so that we can uh, include those folks. All right, pray with me. We thank you, O Ad and I, our God, that you've established our portion with those who dwell in the study hall. You've not established our portion with idlers, for we rise early and they arise early. We arise early for the words of Torah, and they arise early for idle words. We toil and they toil. We toil and receive reward, and they toil and don't receive reward. We run and they run. We run to the life of the world to come, and they run to the pit of destruction. As it is written, and you, O God, you will lower them into the well of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit shall not live out half their days. But for, as for us, we will trust in you. Thank you, men. Good class.